Hey there, he's, she's, they's, and we's. You're listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to Let's Talk Life on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram. Please share our podcast with your friends, send us a comment, or forward pictures of your dogs. We love it all. Now, without further ado, I'm Angela. And I'm Jackie. And you're listening to Let's Talk Life podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the pitfalls and positives of the work from home trend instigated by the pandemic and how that impacts our relationships with work, our careers, productivity, and more. Sick. Yee. Yee, buddy. Now we discuss. Now it's time to discuss. Okay. So, firstly, I want to say that... You have some thoughts. Well, I don't work from home. However, I do... I am a full-time student, Mm. and I go to school from home. That is a different kind of work. That is work. It is a different kind of work. But um, I wanted to ask you about your experience, since you're more directly working from home, let's say, than I am. Right. Yeah, well, I was um, not commuting into the office every day pre-pandemic because I commute about an hour or more uh, to my office. So I was going in about two to three times a week. Um, Even so, it it makes a huge difference in your life to be going into an office and have those obligations multiple times a week and... I'm a reporter, so they were super long days out in the field. Uh, And if I had evening meetings, like a board meeting to cover, um, I would literally, you know, like get up there sometimes 9 or 10 a.m. And then the meetings, I would stay for, they start at 7 o'clock. Sometimes they run three hours long. And I would be coming home at, 10 o'clock at night. And that was a very long day. And there weren't meetings every evening, but I would say every other week I would stay behind once or twice a week. Like I would try and give myself an off week and, but sometimes it just didn't work out that way. So it could be, it could, it, it was, my job could be very taxing time-wise, pre-pandemic. When we began to work from home last March, it was really sort of mid to late March, that my office closed Mm -hmm. and my editor, you know, told us that we were going to begin to transition to work from home. And I got to say, I have overall there there's a lot of reasons for me to enjoy it because certainly I don't have to those those meetings don't even take place in person anymore you know they're all done through zoom and it has changed a lot of things for me and my job um because it is so much easier for me to be covering a school board meeting that goes on for three and a half hours when I'm able to do it from the comfort of my own home Mm -hmm. with a cup of tea at my side, you know, 
that's much easier. It, is it still annoying when I'm listening to administrators at mm-hmm. 1030 at night? Yes. But it's, it's preferable to then, you know, there's no hour long drive home at the yeah. end of the day. So in some ways it has like created extra time right. in my days uh, because I don't have that commute. Um, and that, that has felt very good for me stress wise. I think it, it has made a difference. Like I feel, you know, oddly uh, very comfortable with the situation, but I miss, go- I miss going into the office though. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate with that. A lot of other workers would who are used are used to going into an office, but have transitioned to, you know, telework. Yeah. They probably ha- are, you know, having a sort of tough time, like adjusting to not being around coworkers because there's just, you know, no conversation about the weather every morning. <laughs> you know, the, con- the, con- the boring the conversations you used to think, we're like, yeah, like, oh, this is just water cooler convo. We're just catching up about how much snow we got last week. And mm-hmm. but I miss that. I actually yeah. miss that now because it was just they were just friendly pleasantries that you would have in the office. And you know, talking to people about their pets. I still try and do this over our you know, brief phone meetings, but it's not the same. And people don't want to be on the phone all day because that's where we're spending all of our time. Um, So the connection with the coworkers, you know, is different as well. Um, And also I'm probably staring at a screen too much. Oh yeah. I think you can, you certainly feel that difference probably as well with schooling yes I can definitely relate to zoom fatigue um Uh you know when you were mentioning how you didn't you no longer have to have that commute home after work it kind of brought me back to going to school on campus and I don't have I didn't have a long commute before COVID it was like maybe 25 minutes or so And I would have these night classes where I would sometimes get out of class at 1030 at night and then have to drive my tired ass back home. Yeah. That sucked. (laughs) Right. Right. There's, there's no doubt about that. Right. That's, that's the part I don't miss, but I do miss the connection, just like the human connection where you walk into class and you schmooze with your classmates about, whatever bullshit assignment or work right. or literally whatever yeah, you just commiserate yeah exactly and um I find myself now on zoom for if the professors are kind like an hour and a half and by that by that hour and a half so mark long. I am literally itching like I can't tell yeah. you I know, I know for a fact that I look so disengaged Mm. that I just, I am so sorry. 
and you want me to not be on like you want me to be on camera but I'm telling you like oh yeah no I can't do that yeah yeah um in the beginning okay in the beginning of the pandemic maybe for a couple months maybe more I I kept my camera off during my meetings because I I was already putting in, you know, a a full day or so of writing and editing and phone calls. Mm -hmm. And when I have, and when I clock out from that at five and I have a seven o'clock board meeting, talk about the difficulty of balancing, you know, your work and play. Um, it, it felt just a little overwhelming at first. So I would keep my camera off so that I could feel free to, you know, get up and move, do some yoga, drink wine, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, it's not going to impair my notes. Yeah. So I was doing that a lot at first, but I do find that, you know, it really does make a difference to have FaceTime in, in my job, particularly, um, as a reporter, people just like to, you know, see your face and see who's listening to their conversation and, um, sometimes make comments to you. So Mm -hmm. during basically the municipal meetings, I usually will keep my camera on um, unless they start, you know, sometimes if they start literally at my dinner time, Mm. I'll have my camera off in the beginning and I'll, you know, (laughs) say something like, I'm just saving you guys a show, you know, that you don't want, you don't want to see me eating my dinner. I'm going to keep my camera off for a bit. Yeah. And people are are fine with that. Um, But for most of the municipal meetings, I do keep my camera on and Though those are usually shorter, they can go on for a couple of hours. Oh my God. Um, and it can be difficult to stay focused and, and seem engaged right. with a screen. You know, I have to, you have to work very hard, I think, with Zoom to remember that you're talking to a real person mm-hmm. and that you're engaged in a conversation in some way um, because, the, you know, you're just ultimately, though, also staring at a screen. Yeah. And listening to this voice coming out of it, perhaps <laughs> droning on and on. <laughs> and who could blame a person sitting in their bedroom in a comfortable chair for getting a little itchy, as you said, yes. um, and feeling a little distracted. Yeah. So if I, if I do get that way, I will turn my camera off for a moment and get up and go to the bathroom or do something and then come back. You know, I try to be gentle with myself, as I say, mm-hmm. you know, and cut myself some slack because you do have to, I think, work to create that, that balance so that you don't feel like you're working literally all the time all the time yeah um because some days like that really could be the case for me 
if I, you know, on Wednesdays, especially, okay, Wednesday is the day right before my deadline day. Mm -hmm. And I usually do a lot of writing on those days. And I like to get up a little (laughs) early, early for me, I'm not a morning person. So I never really, you're never going to really see me awake at seven in the morning. Oh, Jack. Um, no, you really won't. That's, that's so early for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it is, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be at the dinner table, the dining table, which is where I I work. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. also something to discuss is where you work, but, um, by like 8am on Wednesdays and I'll be writing literally till like four. And then that's when school board meetings are usually on Wednesdays. And those are long. Those begin at seven at my dinner time. And they, they usually last two, three hours, sometimes more. God, I would literally just, those are long days. I would shrivel up. Yeah. Um, but it is so much easier to do from home. It's so yeah. much easier to take that in stride because I'm doing it from home. It's less, sounds less taxing than having to run around. Um, the, and that commute especially is a long one. Yeah. Podcasts really got me through it. Did you say how long you were commuting? An hour or so? Yeah. 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 About, about an hour. With traffic, could be more. With no traffic and late at night and my heavy foot on the pedal. Oh, 45? I could, yeah, 45. <laughs> yeah. And boy, did that feel good. Oh, yeah, the open road, baby. Open, open road, road, a little podcast. empty. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I'm sure people are missing, some people are missing their commutes. Um, I have a friend who, you know, Katie also works from home. And, you know, there's no commute to break up your work day. And, yeah. You know, it, unless you it, count, it, like, the commute it, to the fridge. But right. If I was working from home, I would make many commutes to the fridge. Because. You bet. Jesus. Snacks. I mean, granted, I kind of did that when I was at the office. I'm a huge snacker <laughs> in my work day. That is how I like to break up the day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm with a little little stretch break mm-hmm. i would literally do some stretches get up go to the fridge get my next snack you know i would pack a bunch of things to eat throughout the day like almonds at 10 o'clock an apple at noon i would drink so many cups of tea at work <laughs> because it was an excuse to get up and go to the cooler and get some hot water oh my gosh And the other thing that I actually didn't mind was where I work in uh, Katona, there is meter, like the street parking has limits. So depending upon where you're parked, you have to move your car every four hours or every two hours. Hmm. So, and it wasn't very far. It was like, you know, parking within a block or two, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes right outside of the office. Uh, but I welcomed that opportunity to get up out of my chair and it was a great excuse to just go for a walk. Yeah. You know, go for a walk for five minutes, go to a coffee shop, 
just clear my head a little bit yeah and take a break yeah and move my car and then I go back to work and it was a nice sort of like 15 minute break um for me and I try I try to basically put those into my day Mm -hmm. because I obviously don't have to move my car in my work scenario anymore but Yeah, sometimes I will just get up and go upstairs and take a 20-minute nap in the middle of the day. I love that. Yeah. See, I'm thinking, like, there's got to be people, you know, pre-pandemic, we're a very workaholic culture. And now with the pandemic, you can be working day and night all throughout the day. I guess depending on what you do, right? Right. I'm sure that there are people who now feel pressured to continue working because they don't have that 15-minute break built in or, like, their 30-minute lunch break. Maybe, maybe they don't have, the, you know, the, the ability to set that boundary for themselves and create that space <clears throat> in their work day to, to step away and sort of re, reground themselves and, like, take a yeah. minute. Yeah. I actually did read somewhere that people are eating more in front of their laptops and just at their desks, even in general. Um, It's just more common now because, you know, oh, I'm right in the middle of this report and I don't want to get away from it. Or, oh, I'm in the middle of this meeting. I'll I'll just have my sandwich right here. Mm -hmm. And you don't really think about the way that that might affect you in the long term. Right. Like how your subconscious is feeling like you're just constantly working. You can't even get a lunch break. Um, In France, they are very big, Paris especially, very big on their you know, business lunches, but it's not just people who work in business. It's very important to them that you have a midday lunch. Well, this and is what, is this what uh, our friend Nick was talking about on, on the expat? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Nick Stahl definitely experiences that as well in Italy. I guess it's, uh, it's more European, but it's very common for them to have sort of these like long and probably from the American view, almost luxurious lunch breaks. There is wine at these lunch breaks and nice meals. And they consider it a very important thing to do to have that sort of, you know, communal experience and relaxation built into your day. Mm -hmm. Even pre-pandemic in America, that was not incredibly common. The, what's, what's common here is the desk salad. Yeah. You know. Um, working lunch. <laughs> the working lunch, right. Um, so I think, yeah, you do have to make an effort to make time for yourself, for and for just leisure, not work. Um, work is important. K- 
can be, um, you know, for a person, but you are not your work. And that's probably more difficult to say now than ever for some people. Yeah. Well, we were just discussing how because so many we've been barred from so many activities due to the pandemic. Some people work is all they have now. You know, people might not be going to the gym the way they used to be going to the gym or, you know, to dance classes at the end of the workday or, you know, whatever, wherever you're going. Whatever their social group, their post-work life was, um, yeah, they probably don't have the access to that that they used to. Mm -hmm. And I think now there's... I remember at the be- I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic there was this thought process that because now we have so much time what are you going to do with all your time? You remember that? Oh, what, oh what of your, course. You know, what are you going to accomplish? Who's going to learn a new language? Yeah. Who's going to learn a new skill? There were all these articles about, you know, here's how you can really make the most of your <laughs> time. Weird. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of <laughs> as the world crumbles around me and I'm just trying to hang on and yeah. survive and not die. I'm going to think about how I really want to pick up macrame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, no. Like maybe I will, but also I don't like <laughs> the idea that there is a pressure to like have something to show Mm -hmm. at the end of this. If it ever comes the end of this, um, Jackie (laughs) period. Yeah. You know, I think if you just get yourself, sometimes, you know, if all you accomplish in a day is getting up and taking care of yourself, that, that has to be enough sometimes. I agree. Your, your value should not be linked to your productivity. Right. And that's, you know, probably a very difficult notion to, to get behind right now when, you know, you feel, you might feel stalled because you're always home. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like, well, I have to have something to show for I have to be doing something I have to I can't just be surviving right like god forbid it's so weird how like you would think that maybe we would reevaluate the way that we live and like structure our lives a little bit more especially around work and productivity and achievement Because I think there was a similar level of pressure pre-pandemic to climb the ladder, whatever your ladder is. Yeah, that's that's certainly um, American, very American aspiration. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, what's your next goal? What's your plan? What are you going to achieve in this year, in this quarter? Um, And I think that's still kind of what we're doing. A little bit. Yes, even even this time. Even now, even in a pandemic, it that conversation doesn't stop here. Yeah. You know, you would really have to 
entirely restructure, I think, the country to allow people to not think that way. You know, I think you have to work very hard here to try and not attach yourself to your work, not be defined by your career. Mm -hmm. Um, Allow yourself to pursue various passions and then give them up and then pursue new ones and allow yourself long vacations and feel like you, not that you have to deserve it, that it's just (laughs) a human condition to be able to enjoy life. Yeah. Um, Because, and it's more difficult to do those things because we don't have the kind of social safety nets here Mm -hmm. that some other countries do that have embraced, you know, more uh, a socialized medicine, for instance, um, maybe a universal basic income, universal pre-K, family planning. Yeah. We just don't have those kind of safety nets here. Um, you have to continue working to survive. To survive. <laughs> um Yeah, so even even in a pandemic. And I'm sure that that is also, you know, that has been a huge, I think, conversation during the pandemic because of the dichotomy between people who have jobs like myself where I can work from home and people who have jobs like you and my mom where mm-hmm. You really have to go in to the place of work. You know, my mother works in a school. Angela, you, of course, uh, work in retail in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things, although, you know, some schools on and off, right. um, you know, both of those things are, are, have been pretty regularly up and running and requiring their employees to show up throughout the pandemic. And I mean, have you had the choice to say, no, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to without risking losing your job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't say that that's been the case, you know, and I, I know that that is not the case where your mom works. Um, for sure. I mean, I, I do work for a great company, so I'm sure that it would, they would allow that conversation just in general. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because I feel highly privileged and like really grateful for the fact that I can go into work. I know that I'm putting my life at risk every time. (laughs) Um, and I know that it's particularly frustrating when dealing with folks who are not, um, wearing their masks properly. Right. Right. Respectful Uh, of that risk. Yeah. Um, and I'm also grateful that I have so much social contact and connection and community 
at, mm. at my workplace at least. Um, grateful to have a job in general. I'm thinking about all of the people, Certainly. you know, don't even have work to yes. with anymore. Yes. Uh, and that's an entirely different conversation, a massive one uh, involving equity and race and. You know, it will be very, very interesting to. I'm sure there will be some kind of social scientists who do a study on the nationwide survivor's guilt that will come mm. out of this. Jeez. Um, in so many layers, right? Because, you know, I, I think what you just expressed is something that I have felt as well in, in so many aspects of this pandemic and how it impacts people you know, well, why am I lucky enough to have not gotten sick yet? Mm-hmm. Why am I lucky enough to have a job? You know, why am I lucky enough to have a roof over my head and not have to suffer food insecurity during this time? Why am I lucky enough to still have medical access during this time? You know, those are all things that people have, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have lost People have lost their lives. People have lost their housing. People have, you know, lost their income. And I'm sure that uh, there's many people who will be impacted by this survivor's guilt. So it does make you feel like, well, I, I can't complain about my yeah. job, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. lucky to have one. And I definitely feel that to, to a strong extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I feel very fortunate to still have a job, um, of any kind. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet, yeah, and yet, I mean, and yet, there are pitfalls, as we totally. said. Yes, I think it's good to be able to hold both in your view. Yeah, you know, the gratitude and and the, the grief, the privilege, and also the you know the sh- the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How the world has been rocked. Go on. How do you? Um, I mean, I talked a little bit about how I break up my day, but when you have like uh, your longest seminar, for instance, your longest class. I mean, what do you do afterwards to kind of, do you do anything to unwind, so to speak? I usually am wired. It's odd because, you know, one of my longest days is also Wednesday. Hmm. where I'll work, you know, in, in the retail store and then I will leave I'll go to the gym. That that's been huge for me. Huge. I again, another source of community, a, an outlet for me. I don't know what I mean, I, I you know, I would get by, let's be real, without the gym. But That was always a source of uh balance for you. Yeah. I need to be moving my body. Yeah. Um, 
And so I do that and then I'm exhausted and then I sit my ass in front of the computer for, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. And then after that, I, I like bolt away from the computer. I shut my screen. I usually go and like chat with my parents for a little bit um, or just like hang out with them. Uh, My dog has helped me a lot. The pets are our pets, our yeah, they have really come in clutch during this pandemic. Yes, yes, they have. So I'll hang out with them until I feel a little bit more settled, and then you know go to bed because my my classes usually end around seven thirty, eight o'clock. So, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes I'll even have dinner after. <laughs> food wow you'll even eat after yes can can you imagine do you have family meals do you have dinner with your parents yep okay so yeah I I I appreciate that time as well I did even when I was working was nice to come home at the end of the day and and have a family meal um those are really nice sort of like reset Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the day which I think is why you know when I have meetings that quite literally start at my dinner time. Um, it's, it's pretty annoying. Cause I'm like, all right, this is the one time of the day where I get to just be with my family and I don't mind being with them. Right. <laughs> Cause we're all eating. It's actually enjoyable. Like this yeah. is a very valuable, uh, sort of Zen moment of the day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's almost unsettling for me when that, that opportunity is taken. Um, I certainly could be better about my screen time, um, because I, but I have to say, I don't feel like screen fatigue. Like I can, for instance, like I, I'm pretty able to, you know, be on my work tabs on my computer and writing and calling and all of that during the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like that was a good day of work. I'll go upstairs, get in some comfortable pants, <laughs> lay on my bed, open my laptop. Okay, okay. And then I'm like, all right, like fun screen time now yes, yes. and I just fuck around on the interwebs for a few hours <laughs> oh, yeah, I really yeah. need to be reading more um I really really need to be reading books more not just articles that has always been um for at least the past couple of years that has been a struggle of mine because I'm writing and reading so much at work for my job that sometimes I just often I I just want my brain to be intaking like just Just blithering blubbering nonsense for the rest of the day yeah I'm like nope you're turned off no critical thinking skills will be used after this time (laughs) yes (laughs) but I I know that the brain does need need that I know it's it's such a challenge it's a challenge and I get it like 
I read, I, there's so much reading assigned from school. Yeah, you probably feel this so hard as well. I don't want to read anymore. I don't want to read anymore. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I don't do my reading. Absolutely. Suck it, professors. You know, <laughs> really, it's probably a detriment to myself. But anyway, yeah, there, there are just times where um, you just want to be like a wet noodle and not, yeah. just not, just disengage. But a lot, yeah, a lot of the disengaging that I'm doing is also on my phone. Mm-hmm. Right. On, on uh, just a different screen. <laughs> on the clock app. Um, mm-hmm. On the gram. The honey gram. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I, uh, it's addicting. I know. It really is. And this is, and this is why I'm really grateful for a job that gets me away from my phone. True. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, um, that is good. That is good for you. That is, that was what I appreciated about pre-pandemic like reporting. Mm. Cause you know, some of my interviews I would make, you know, via phone call, but some I enjoyed, you know, just going out in my car and driving to that person's house or meeting them at a coffee shop or going to their business. If I'm writing a story about that, um, it's totally different. And if it, you know, so, some people would say it affects your reporting. It probably does. I like to think that I've done a very good job, uh, in the meantime, having done way less field reporting over the past year, but it does make a difference, you know, when you're with someone in person or yeah. at the event that you're covering in person, um, And that felt like such, that's, you know, part of what I enjoy about my job was that opportunity to not be tethered to a desk all day. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that, you know, it has that variability. Mm -hmm. And now I am pretty much tethered to a (laughs) desk all day. And or my phone. Um, And also, I watch my email a lot. (laughs) Just constantly refreshing. Yeah, I'm I'm on it a lot during the week. And sometimes, depending upon the conversations that I've had during the week, heavily on the weekends. Uh, And I have to catch myself sometimes um, because I'm just always always on my email and I've gotten comments from people like, wow, you reply fast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's cause I live he- yeah, here. <laughs> I, I live on Gmail. What else could so. I be doing right now? Where could I be? <laughs> I'm just always refreshing. Um, but yeah, that, and yet it, I don't think it has has quite gotten to me yet. I I don't I don't feel really run down, um, and I certainly have been at you know in this field before, so I would know yeah. that feeling. Yeah, it's true. And and I do think that that has something to do with the fact that I am working from home, and I when I get really when I feel really overwhelmed or really frustrated, I can, you know, go pet my dog Mm -hmm. or 
you know, go outside and lay on my deck in the sun. And those were not coping strategies that were available to me in the office. I would use other things to cope, but those things have, you know, the familiar has a certain comfort, you know, at home. And and so that, that has helped. Um, I do want to bring up some of these really interesting statistics that I found from the Pew Research Center. Do it. They, for those who don't know, study all sorts of social and demographic trends and have a lot of interesting data for people who like that kind of stuff. But I feel like, and even though I don't love math, I feel like data helps you make sense of like patterns, social patterns in the world when it doesn't make sense. And the world certainly doesn't make sense right now. So they did some research into how the pandemic has and hasn't changed the way people specifically in the United States work. Um, I mean, it's not like they interviewed the whole country. They interviewed a sample size of like 6,000 people. Um, But of those people, there was a large portion working from home, 72% currently working from home. Um, And only 20% of those people worked from home before the pandemic. And uh, a lot of people said very good things for the most part about working from home. Um, 87% said they, you know, have the technology that they need to do their job. 80% said that they're meeting their deadlines and they're completing projects on time. 77% said they have an adequate workspace. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense that, you know, the percentages are decreasing because it has been difficult. I'm, I don't know about you, but it can be difficult to try and get work done or attend a class or have some kind of privacy um, when you're living with, you know, so many people in your house. Yeah. Um, You know, I've literally had a zoom interview with a New York state Senator in front of my closet door, because it's the only plain somewhat professional background um, other than kind of this space, but um, it still doesn't feel formal enough. Obviously this is a podcast so people can't see, but I'm in sort of like my reading nook. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm obviously sitting though in uh, some type of like lounge chair. Um, and I didn't want to do that for this interview. So I was like, okay, well I'll sit at my desk and hide all my purses and push my coat rack out of the way and <laughs> oh sit God. in front of my closet. It's like set design. <laughs> like, like Yeah. That, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, and when I have to interview people, I usually go, Either I dart really quick into my parents' bedroom from the dining room and I sit on their bed so I can interview in private there. Or if I have time, I situate myself in my bedroom in this little reading nook lounge chair and and interview in here because I have people on speaker. Mm. I don't want to disturb everyone. I don't want background noise. Yeah. So it certainly, I feel that one, having an adequate workspace is more difficult. 
uh, yeah. from home. Uh, 68% said uh, that they found it somewhat easy being able to get their work done without interruptions. So even even smaller percent. So 32% say that it's very or somewhat difficult being able to get their work done without interruptions. Okay. And uh, this one I would like to, to discuss. Uh, 64% uh, say it's very or somewhat easy feeling motivated to do their work. 36%. So the largest percentage of those, the smallers that we've discussed, um, 36% find it very or somewhat difficult feeling motivated to do their work, which I think is, you know, a whole other conversation is like your, how your productivity level, how your motivation is impacted by, not being in office, not being in a classroom, not being in a more formal feeling setting. Yeah. It makes a difference to have an environment that's conducive to actually working. Mm. Um, Where you aren't getting distracted by the dog that's barking in the background. Right. Or, you know, someone that's like walking behind you or a conversation between your housemates in the mm-hmm. other room, whatever the case is, it's, and then it's just, uh, it's just hard to, hard to get back on track. And you're already like, I don't know. We've been doing this for so long. <laughs> like we, we are resilient. Absolutely. And yet it's still difficult to motivate yourself to, you know, achieve that same level of output. Some days are harder than others. Yeah. I would say. Um, and it, it is, it can be difficult for me if like not everyone is working also mm-hmm. that day. Um, like, okay. Towards the end of last year, my dad just had a bunch of vacation times uh, saved up. So he gave himself for like maybe even it was like two months in a row, he just had every Monday off mm-hmm. because he wanted to use it all up by the end of the year. And so it was difficult for me to work on those Mondays wow. because usually my dad and I work uh, pretty closely together. Our workspaces in the home are very close and we can see each other. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll bounce ideas off of him or we'll, you know, gripe about our work together <laughs> And he's like my coworker yeah. uh, in these times. And on those days, he could, you know, be off running errands or he could go out for a run. And mm-hmm. I have to sit there in that dining room and continue doing work. And it's kind of like being the kid who's got lunch detention and you're looking outside and everyone's playing and you're like, oh, uh. God. I want to be out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that, whereas in an office, you know, yeah, we're all here together. We're all doing right. this. I get it. I have, yeah, it, it's part of what makes a workplace conducive for productivity because you feel almost energized by other people's work. You can yeah. bounce ideas off of each other. You can, you know, see other people being busy bees and want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just more of a drag 
to do that alone. It is. There's something about just uh, dragging together. But yeah, it's like a lot, you know. Yeah, you just like suffer together. Yeah, at least we're all or you know together. enjoy your work together. Some people really do enjoy. Yes, it, yes, yes. I'm better. Yeah. Gosh, I hope we get out of this soon. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, sign up for your vaccines, people. Sign up for your vaccine. Um, yes. And wear your masks, you know, and we will get there. And then we will get there. Um, like you said, I think it is so clear that we are very resilient. You're right in, you know, we have not been as miserable as we could be, Angela. You know, I'll say we've hung, we've hung in there. But, you know, it, there's all these new challenges to the current scenario. And I think we'll be glad when things can uh, return, return to normal. Yeah. Although, God, I really hope they keep broadcasting these meetings live because yeah there there's i would appreciate that that. right that you would have stick around after we uh open up yes so that's one of those things there are certain things that could just be done over zoom or you know in an email even yes there's always that that good positive the positive about the coronavirus is I do think it has taught a lot of people that many things can be done digitally. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of aspects of that, that do make the work life balance easier to Mm -hmm. obtain. And I hope we keep those things. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like I can see it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it, folks. Keep on keeping on out there. Stay tuned for another episode. We'll talk soon. That's all for us today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Life. You can like and follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Life and subscribe most places where you find your favorite podcasts. Let's Talk Life is produced by Jackie and Angela with editing and sound design by Angela. See you all next time.